When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And my name is Ben Bolin. I hang with Scott. I do some things and I say some stuff. <laughs> Good. So you're being, uh, being very vague again. Well, you know. Uh, covert? Well, I was thinking about actually going going covert, going underground for a while. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Studio 1A, we've got our uh, fingers in a lot of pies, so to speak, yeah. internationally. And, um, well, I'm not at liberty to say exactly what I'm getting into, Scott, but I can tell you that it involves um, involves maybe a little bit of travel. Really? Uh huh. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Hypo- I can never confirm nor deny. <laughs> Neither. Yeah, I understand. I understand. So that's why we stumbled upon this episode of Car Stuff. Mm-hmm. This is about the driver's license. Yeah, but not just any driver's license. We're talking about an international driver's license. And a lot of people may not have ever even heard of something like this. Uh, the only reason we stumbled across it really was because uh, we actually had a listener that asked about driving from. Uh, I believe it's from Canada, or was it somewhere here in the, uh, in North America? Yeah, all the way down to the very tip of South America, and uh, you know he's asking about licensing, actually, oddly mm-hmm. enough. And I said, I don't think I'd worry so much about the license; I would worry about the uh, the Darien Gap. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you too. mentioned that in the past, right? I yes. mean, there's a, a segment of the Pan American Highway, right? One of the most dangerous. Well, it's missing. There's nothing yeah. there. You got to get through something like 20 miles of Panamanian jungle. Which makes it dangerous oh, if you're not expecting and it. And swamp. It's like it's yeah. a swampy jungle area. It's it's not mm-hmm. something that you can really get through. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the only hitch in the plan, I guess. Right. But who who are we to tell people that they shouldn't pursue <laughs> no, their dreams? No, no, no. Give it a shot because you can mm-hmm. ship the car around that section. Mm-hmm. You can do that anyway. And what a story it'll be. Exactly. So we decided that we wanted to just take a moment and uh, address some of the ideas about an international driver's license. Mm-hmm. So first off, what is it? Well, 
quite simply. Do you want to, do you want to tell them or do you No, want you do it. You okay, do it. it looked like you were about ready to break into it there, so I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to step on your toes. But basically what it comes down to is this. It's a, it's a backup for your standard driver's license that you have issued uh, here in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, what it does is it, it's just another form of documentation that goes along with your driver's license that explains that you are a valid registered driver to someone of another country. And you have to carry your regular license with you. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, you have to carry the other one with you at all times. So you have to have both pieces of ID. Um, actually, there are three pieces of ID. There's a card that you get with yes. um, with an international driver's license. Mm-hmm. And uh, the card has, you know, just your typical information, your, your, uh, your driving information. Mm-hmm. The other one is like a booklet. It's almost like a passport-sized booklet. In nine languages. Exactly. I heard ten. Is, is that, it ten? I think it's ten. It might be ten now. Well, maybe it's... Uh, uh, maybe English are, are they counting English? I don't know because it would be on your driver's license anyways, and you would have no problem communicating that. I would think. Got to cover the bases, bro. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But um, the thing is that these these licenses are valid in more than 150 countries, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a whole list of, of countries that um, that participate in this, and it's part of a uh, there was a. Well, when was it? A UN, a United Nations convention. Yes, sir. Uh, that happened, and there's several years where uh, these these road tra- road and traffic safety conventions were held, uh, so going back to the, the 20s, the 40s, and uh, it looks like the 60s, uh, where these international driving permits kind of sprang mm-hmm. forth, I guess. Um, and uh, the, the countries listed here, I mean, there's there's everything. It's Peru, Honduras, Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Jordan, Bulgaria, and it, it, there's you know an alphabetical list here that you can go through. But like I said, it's more than 150 different countries that it, that's valid in. But you do have to have your state ID along with it. You can't you can't just use the international license alone. Mm-hmm. It, it won't be accepted. And so that's if there's 150 countries that accept it, then that means there's a little more than 40 between 40 and 50 that don't. Um, because depending on who you talk to in the UN, mm-hmm. some countries are not considered countries. And exactly. So do your research before you uh, before you head out and buy one of these. Yeah, and plus, do you really want to go to a place that's already not considered? You know, that seems <laughs> kind of dangerous. That's uh, that's another good point. Is mm-hmm. that you know where exactly you're headed? You might want yeah. to look into that. But the majority of countries uh, do accept this license, mm-hmm. and more uh, more countries accept the international driver's license than accept your domestic U.S. license. Correct. That's so. correct. But you do have to have both at the same Still time. You have it's to just, have it. Catch twenty two that you have to yeah. have both at the same time. Now the reason for that is that you can't use it as a you can't use it as a substitute license. Let's say if your license was suspended or revoked, right? Um, you know that, that doesn't count as a driver's license. You can't just use that here in the states and say that you're licensed um, or anywhere. Um, you have to have <laughs> both. Um, you have to be eighteen in order to to have this. So even though you can drive at sixteen in a lot of states, uh, you have to wait until you're eighteen to get an international license. Um, you don't have to take a test, though. No, that's right. Yeah, you're right. There's no test required um, because you've already taken the test for your state. Hey-o. And you've got your license, so yeah. um, that's really all the proof you need. Now, what, what you do need to apply, you'll find this in, you know, on any of the sites that, that mention international driver's licenses. Um, you need a photocopy of your current valid driver's license. Uh, you need an applicant's photo in color uh, with a blank background. So it's like a passport-type photo. Yeah. That yeah. you need really, and there's very specific requirements for that. So you know, make sure you look into that as well. Um, and of course, the form. You know, there's an application form that you can find uh, at several different. Well, actually, a couple different websites. Mm-hmm. Not, not several. There's a only couple. A few, there's only a few places that uh, this is available. There's a AAA uh, National Auto Club. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And uh, let's see. I don't know if our if the .gov sites actually 
have the I have the application. I found one that was called IDLService.com. Yes, that's and recommended by the... Oh, is it really? Uh, yeah, it's mentioned. Yeah. Recommended by the government? I believe so, oh, yeah. Okay, very good. So IDLService.com. And uh, you know the, the the thing about this is there's a fee that goes with it. It's kind of like a passport fee, really. Yeah. Uh, when you look at it this way, I mean, it's you can and you can choose how long your document is good for. Uh, mm-hmm. You can decide that you know you want it good for one year, mm-hmm. and that's thirty five dollars right now. Keep going. Um, three years is forty five dollars. Five years is fifty five dollars, and ten years is seventy five dollars. So you can go all the way up to ten years validity on this thing. Um, and then, of course, you know, you pay shipping to get it back to you, and you know, yeah. there's priority mail, and you know, business next day express, and that type of thing. Um, it really isn't all that expensive. You can buy insurance on this thing, so if you do lose it while you're abroad, you can, um, uh, you can or if you're a man, you can bring the. I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding. If you lose your license while you're overseas, you can have this. Uh, you can have this. Uh, you know, or replacement sent you know directly to you, and there'll be no issue at all, no cost. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know it's just kind of a, it's an interesting thing to have, but uh, as we found out, yeah, you don't. Majority of Americans don't need it. No, you don't really need it. You want to go to Canada? That's fine. Drive <laughs> to Canada. True. Yeah. True. Yeah, and you know, you find the people that have traveled to Europe, and you mm-hmm. know, they've traveled to Mexico, and they've gone, you know, the usual places. Yeah. Um, head over to Italy, and they're going to uh, going to have a long week there, and they're going to rent a car. Mm-hmm. There's really no problem as long as you're able to speak to the uh, the authorities there and the rental car agency, and uh, you know, communicate exactly what you're doing, and they can they can understand the English that's printed on your license, mm-hmm. then you're okay. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations 
questions that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, it's not a bad idea to have one just so that, you know, this translation is there and it's an, it eases the way, I guess, really. Yeah, especially if you have to travel a lot and you have to rent a car most times. Exactly. But this is – it's really an optional thing. It, it's yeah. useful, but it's optional. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, this, there's going to be very few instances where you'll actually really need this thing. Right. Um, yeah, you can – like I said, you can, you can drive a car in almost any country in the world if you have one of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can rent a car. You know, where it doesn't matter where you are, really. I mean, in those 150 countries. Um, Still functions as ID. Exactly. It's ID. It's backup ID, you know, for your uh, passport. Let's say you need another form of ID with a photo. Mm-hmm. Here it is because, uh, you know, that's often asked. And, you know, what are you going to give them, your astronaut application, you know, card or what, you know? I, I, I don't know. That's, I thought that's it was a jerk. Okay, look, when I applied for that, I thought it was real, okay? <laughs> I know it's my fault, but I wish you wouldn't bring that's, it up that's on from air. the jerk. You remember the movie The Jerk? I saw it years He's ago. Going through his wallet, he pulls one thing out. It was like his astronaut application uh, form or something like that. We need more of those around the office. I think he missed. Did you say he missed everything except his name and date of birth or something like <laughs> whatever? I forget. I forget the exact quote. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned already that there's no test involved, so mm-hmm. um, you know it's really just a matter of sending away for this thing, like you would for a passport. But um, yeah, do you really need one? The short mm-hmm. answer is no. The I, I would okay. I'm gonna go with you part of the way, Scott. I'm gonna say probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, if you did decide to get one and you weren't traveling anywhere, mm-hmm. then really all it is is something cool to show people. Oh, true. <laughs> say hey, look at my international driver's license book. Sure, it's like a deputy sheriff badge that you've uh, received somewhere. Did you see that? Uh, got, yeah. <laughs> you've got one, do you? Yeah. Or, yeah uh, maybe it's on your coat. I didn't see it. No, no. We, we have some. Oh. But um, I don't think they're real. I hope they're not real. Oh, I hope so. I certainly hope this is not how I find out that I am a deputy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I'm going to uh, go ahead and say the average person probably does not need this. Now, Scott, one thing that makes it uh, a little bit different here is that you and I are not – super versed in the driving laws of Western Europe. So we don't know how that works. Correct. If there's if there's an EU listener or something, then we're we're not gonna misspeak. But for our friends driving um through Canada, North America, Mexico, hitting Central America and going through South America, mm-hmm. it probably is a good investment just because once you get past um Mexico the the laws for these other countries in Central and South America are not going to be the same in every country. Oh, sure. It's highly individualized. I mean, right. you're going you're to find some places you'll need different documentation than others, like you said. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you may you may find this is, you know, one of the small countries that you absolutely have to have it or also make you track all the way around that country. Yeah, uh, you which know, you don't want to do. No, that would be a bad thing to do. So, um, you know, a 2,000-mile diversion in your trip, that would be bad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's part of the nature of an adventure, right? Yeah, I guess so. Hazard of the adventure business. I guess. But um, so I think I might get one just so I feel cool. But I know it's not going to do anything. <laughs> so you get, you're going to uh, pony up the 35 bucks or 75 bucks even? Uh, just the year. Just, 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 oh, just one year. year. So $35. I'll keep the expired one gotcha. if I'm not using it anyway. You're going to have it shipped overnight though, aren't you? Um, 
<clears throat> you'll never know until you see me pull it out. And then true. we'll see how the tide is turned. True, true. You'll be the cool guy in the office. The only, you'll probably be the only one here with an, um, an international license. I don't know. We have a lot of, we have a lot of uh, interesting people. You know, there's a lot of travelers here. There are quite a few. Yeah. Quite um, a few. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe there is somebody here that has one. We haven't even taken a, a poll around the office to see if anybody has one. We should check it out. We should also ask listeners to write in. Yes, if definitely. you guys have an idea about this. Yeah, well, if you have one, if you have a license, and and when has it you know been useful to you? Yeah, or has it? Yeah, or has it been useful? Mm-hmm. Is it something that just remains in your wallet all the time? Yeah, because we're not being dismissive. We're just curious. Exactly. And. Uh, just to make a point about us liking listener mail, what do you think, Scott? Should we do some right now? I think that's a good idea. All right, Ben, we got a note here from Jerry, and Jerry is from Valdosta, Georgia. Jerry's said, written to us before. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I remember that name. Well, one thing I should mention here is Jerry gives a couple of nicknames. Oh, really? Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. You want okay. yours or mine first? I want yours first. Okay. Scott Bloodhound Benjamin. Oh, I guess that's, that's for the, uh, the Bloodhound SSC. Yeah. The, the new one, right? You would be Ben Road Rally Bullen. I'm good with that. Yeah, that's not bad, huh? Road Rally. Yeah, yeah. And not bad. Bloodhound. Not bad. All right. Well, thanks, Jerry. Thank you. And uh, not only that, but uh, Jerry wrote in about our um, antique license plate podcast. Oh, okay. And uh, he says uh, he actually experienced experienced some excitement over the topic because uh, it's something that uh, he's been thinking about recently. I guess he sees a lot of plates around you know, where he lives, uh, a lot of antique plates, and kind of questions the validity of some of them as well. <laughs> uh, right. Because he mentioned um, uh, on. He was on I-75 and noticed an antique plate on a Datsun pickup that was in front of him. And he said everything that he had heard from us came flooding back to him all in one moment. Um, But but he did say, here's one interesting thing, and this is the real point of the email here, is that he says that um, it occurred to him that perhaps a new plate is needed, a cultural icon plate. And perhaps it might fit cars like the Yugo a little better, cars that have a certain place in our collective consciousness for sure, but definitely not in a parade. Huh. So he's saying that you know it's not not really classic, it's yeah. not it's not something that you know you'd care to see in a parade necessarily at this point, um, but it does have a you know a, a place in history, uh, you know something that you know we all are familiar with, and it's to that age, and you know to see one is a rarity at this point. So you know somebody has, in some way, likely preserved it in a, in a manner, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, he's saying a, a cultural icon plate might be a good idea. That's a you know what that's a good point because this is this is not the first email we've received where wherein someone is telling us that maybe there should be further divisions mm-hmm. for plates. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, the, I'm with that. Yeah, I think I am too. The Golden I mean, Age was the other one. See, Cultural but, icon. but yeah, I mean that's a good idea. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But you, 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 anytime you have a new category like this, then what fits in that category? What fits in a cultural icon category? Mm-hmm. And you could argue about that all day. Yeah. Um, because, again, that's up to uh, the interpretation of the owner and the interpretation of the agency that's doling out the uh, the icon plates. Fair enough. Yeah. I got sure. I got a quick one. Oh, good. Yeah. You. Okay. Well, thanks, Jerry. I appreciate that. Yes. Thank you, Jerry. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. 
But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, All right, so Jed writes in from Brooklyn, New York, and uh, Jed wanted to also talk about license plates. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, in answer to one of the questions Ben brought up about diplomatic license plates, uh, Google search of UN parking tickets will bring up a host of articles that outline a pretty funny kerfuffle, nice word, uh, that's been going on here for as long as I've lived here. Diplomats' cars are ticketed says Jed, uh, but they aren't required to pay under federal law. However, New York City does keep an account of the money owed, and every once in a while, a mayor with a bee in his bonnet will make a stink about it. Even the Secretary General of the UN has had to make concessions and statements and agreements to pay have been made, but no money has ever actually changed hands as far as Jed knows. This, This is funny. Thanks for writing in, Jed. Yeah, yeah, this is funny. Yeah, Yeah, because, uh, you know, why... Why are they keeping track even if they're just not going to going to do anything about it? Yeah, is it like political leverage? So you, uh, this goes back to you saying that you wanted a UN plate, right? Yes, sir. I because wanted a UN uh, plate. you'd be able to park anywhere, do anything you want, dude. It's like a doctor's plate times ten. <laughs> you would be jumping the drawbridge as it's opening, right? I probably would. Yeah, you yeah. know what? Even if I made such a bad decision, yeah, I would have immunity. <laughs> it's true. They would keep track of it. Diplomatic would... immunity is what oh, you're saying. Oh man, right? I got it. But apparently, that's not true. They they do they actually are responsible for that fine. But they're just not paying it. They're keeping track. You know what this reminds me of? Just sort of a little bit. What? Here in Georgia, we have a toll road just outside of our uh, our building, (laughs) and uh, the toll is fifty cents. Four hundred. Yeah. Now there are people that go through that continually without paying. You know the the uh, the pass lanes Mm -hmm. and the the fine. You know the paperwork fee that goes along with that fifty cent toll that you didn't pay. 
uh, if you go through without you know having the right card, is like, like twenty five dollars. Yeah, it takes it up to thirty. So if you drive through without paying the toll, it's thirty or twenty five dollars and fifty cents, and then they charge interest on that. You know, as time goes along. So there was someone here, I believe they were they were just recently had an amnesty program where if you paid the fees that you owe. Oh yeah. And yeah, I remember there was a, I think there was a woman that had gone through. I forget the number of times. It was in the thousands. Mm-hmm. And she, I can't remember the the dollar amount that she owed, but it was outlandish. I mean, it was like a, it was like a, the cost of a, a big home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that person ever came forward and paid the, uh, the fee. I would <laughs> right. think not. But they know who the person is. That's my point. Is that you know they know who the person is. They know the fees owed. Mm-hmm. They're just not collecting them. They're saying, hey, why don't you come on and turn yourself in? And, yeah, well, uh, it costs so much more to pursue someone. You know? <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't just that one person. There's, sure. there's hundreds. There are companies that do it. There are, there are individuals that do it, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, people just passing through the state do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this this kind of reminds me of that, that, you know, there's a there's a tally rolling here. And, uh, you know, someone's just not coming forward and saying, yeah, here's here's what I owe. Put it on my tab, yeah. Department of Transportation. Exactly. So that <laughs> kind of shoots down the whole uh, U.N. parking plate thing, huh? Well, I don't, you know, Georgia and New York City are very different. Atlanta is a very different place. They've got toll <laughs> roads everywhere up true. there, too. Yeah, true. So well, I guess a big thank you to uh, Jed from Brooklyn, Jerry from Valdosta. You guys have broken down some pretty interesting things for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope our listeners enjoyed the emails as much as we did. Uh, do you have, uh, you know, do you remember, guys, earlier when we asked about the international driver's license story? Yeah. If you got one, let us know. If you want to keep in touch with us, you can uh, talk to us on Facebook. You can talk to us on Twitter. Uh, that's Car Stuff on both of those. That's right, Ben. And on our Twitter account, I believe there was someone asking to see your Monte Carlo. So you may want to uh, get on uploading a photo of that thing. I think a lot of people want to see it. I need to wash it, man. Yeah. You need to. If I do the, if I do Monte Carlo, you need to put the Civic. In oh, the okay, we'll see. we'll see. Ah, now it changes. Yeah, we'll see. All right, guys. Well, that pretty much does it uh, for Mr. Benjamin and myself today. I think we're gonna mosey out of here. Yeah. Uh, time. We'll have to leave these comfy chairs. Yes, and we're also gonna have to leave you with one last thing, which is our email address. Yep, that's right, and it's car stuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new High Speed Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash Zero. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.